Before we begin, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Amazon Music for partnering with me on this episode of Chasing Creativity, but more on this later. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Chasing Creativity with Kiran Manral. I'm your host. And today I have a very dear friend as a guest. She's a senior director at LinkedIn India, Ruchi Anand. Welcome to Chasing Creativity, Ruchi. Thank you so much, Kiran. I am so excited to be here. And I'm so You're someone I really look up to. So it's it's really an honor and privilege to join you today. The honor is all mine, <laughs> Ruchi. Thank you for taking time out for this. Of course. I've always been fascinated, Ruchi, in a giant corporate like LinkedIn. How important is creativity? Does creativity play a role at all in all that you do? Absolutely. I mean, short answer is yes, a big yes. And the reason for that is, I would say for any of us to feel excited to come to work every day, it's really about tapping into, you know, different ways of doing the same thing. So even if you're, you don't want to get into work and just look at mundane things, right? But when you bring about an aspect of solving problems in a way where it's not just about coming up with a new idea every day, but if it's simplistic, the most the most creative ideas are the ones, to me, are the ones that are most simplistic, uh, easy to execute, easy to understand. And, um, you know, having an environment that encourages creativity, so creativity is very, very important. So how does LinkedIn foster this creativity in the workspace? To answer your question, Kiran, I'll go back to the point of, What's the environment? Uh, that's very important, right? At LinkedIn, what we encourage, firstly, is we encourage taking intelligent risks. We uh, encourage these behaviors where you can look at trying out new things. You can look at um, questioning status quo. Uh, one way that everyone at LinkedIn is measured, regardless of which role or level you are at, is we look at leadership, leverage, and results. Now, results is, of course, very clear. What uh, what you're expected to do, are you delivering on that? But leadership and leverage are essentially ways in which in whatever role you are, so let's talk about leadership, your ability to inspire others, even if you're not a people manager. And when we look at some of these as measures, people come up with different ways of solving problems mm-hmm. and taking on almost like a leadership role mm-hmm. in in solving for things that need to be fixed or just like for example just being closer to customers to understand creative ways to solve you know uh, the issues that they're facing leverage is about how can you create 10x impact from again what you're doing so whatever you're doing can that be scaled to different regions markets beyond your team beyond your work now when you have factors like these that are set up for measuring how you're growing that automatically fosters a lot more creativity. And not just that, in fact, I would also say that celebrating the right behaviors, mm-hmm. um, very, very important. Okay. Um, and uh, another thing that we do is create a lot of physical space as well. When I say that physically and, and also time-wise, uh, things like, of course, post-COVID, we saw a lot of no meeting days and all coming in. But for many years now, LinkedIn globally has been following a concept known as in days, which is a short form of investment days. Mm-hmm. 
every like throughout the year um, once a month we have one day where employees can invest their time uh, for something that's meaningful for them for the communities for the company and uh, either it could be they could just follow different themes and i can talk through a little bit of that but the idea there is to invest to inspire and innovate mm-hmm. um it's almost like you can look at it as a hack day so imagine that one day across the organization uh, it's dedicated um, you know all employees will just focus on uh, either having you know specific events talks uh you know games or anything but or just uh, investing time in going and you know spending with communities that they they want to right um now creating a space like that where there are no internal meetings kept that day mm-hmm. where employees are not expected to just go back to their meetings and and do their you know that their day job uh, creating that space actually brings out so much more uh, innovation and creativity as well as of course a, a large sense of fulfillment and joy Uh, you know and and obviously why do people thrive so much uh, you know with with creative pursuits is because you're you're doing something different you're doing something um which is not not been the norm i find it very interesting that you create these in days as you say where there is no outcome expected because i think all creativity within organizations generally is tailored towards a specific outcome it is either problem solving or brainstorming to solve a situation but to just have a day or to have this opportunity to do what you wish to do it sort of releases a lot of creative blocks do you think this needs to be quantified measured in any way as to how it do you all do that as to how it benefits the employees in any way is there any sort of scalable uh so model that you okay i mean i think to your point on measuring creativity by itself is a big discussion point by itself, itself yeah. sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know it can uh, it can be limiting yeah right but mm-hmm. at times yes uh measuring in by way of by way of the impact that it's had mm-hmm. instead of um, instead of just saying that are you measuring a happiness index of people or hmm, hmm. the level of uh, engagement hmm. i think that's more like i don't know how many people participate what's in it for people to give time into invest time in these days right and what we do is we make sure that across across the globe in every office there is every region every every office there is some kind of activity again this is not again done top down mm-hmm. we have culture champions which are from every office and um, it's almost like right from what the team needs they kind of build it this is what they want they'll collectively see so for example um, we we just had a belonging in day uh, last month one of the offices uh, did a painting workshop the other office just did like a coffee catch up or like a like in a way a speed networking kind of uh, um activity Uh, because there've been so many people who've joined in the midst of covid hmm. and are yet returning to office do not have that deep sense of connection in person but are are doing a lot of that this is lovely what you're doing with the workforce and with the people who work for linkedin um but the people who use the platform i do see recently that there's a very interesting trend that uh, interesting new concept that you have started where you invite people to contribute and collaborate with on certain articles more of these examples where you encourage the people who use the platform to be more creative with their usage of the platform yes absolutely we do want to firstly make it easier for people and not have this block or barrier that how do i post what do i post how do i uh, there are many members who come to the platform to consume a lot of content but 
will think a lot more before contributing to anything. So we started with this, uh, what you just mentioned, this the collaborative uh, posts where the platform reaches out to voices on the platform. Uh, and because we know member profiles, we know that the kind of topics you're interested in or you normally talk about and we know that you may have an opinion and actually that makes that piece of content much more richer hmm. because um, you know it's again tapping into the collective wisdom of our members on the platform we do want to kind of be creating those nudges as well that we hear more voices and overall members actually get much more value out of it right uh, sharing and then learning and then you know, hearing again different perspectives. Similarly, even today when you go on to post, just post on the platform, there is a, a AI generated uh, content creator, right? So, so that it just helps you, gives you certain prompts to be able to refine the way you want to put up your post. So again, that's making it easier for members to share, uh, share more what they talk, want to talk about and what they want to really, um, you know, share with their network that's valuable. Talking about AI, this is very interesting that you spoke about this AI-generated, uh, prompt-generating device that you have. In the age of AI, creativity is sort of standing around with a democle sword hanging over its head. <laughs> yes. What is your take on this as an individual as well as a representative of LinkedIn? Yeah, both. In fact, I would say that I all the more... I personally also feel and even LinkedIn data also talks about it. We just came up with um, a report on uh, future work and, and, you know, specifically with, with AI. In fact, what's more and most important is that while in India, we've seen a 14x increase uh, in the AI talent. Globally, it's 9x uh, since 2016. We have also seen that the demand for soft skills, specifically mm. creativity and problem solving, mm -hmm. is is really high. 91% of Indian executives feel that the importance of soft skills has really increased. And like I said, it's creativity and problem solving. Globally, it's about 72% executives feel this way. But in India, there's higher uh, increase in uh, the AI talent as well. India is one of the top five countries that has high AI talent. And also Indian executives do believe that to be able to be very successful, apart from digital skills and AI skills, soft skills mm. are going to be very, very important to be successful. Because and, and the, what's the reason? It's like this, right? Why AI is is actually just going to remove all the tasks that require more like the drudgery out of your work and create more space for you to to be more creative, to come up with, you know, you can focus on, again, um, more meaningful work as well, right? I find it very interesting that you say in India, 91% of the executives say that soft skills, creativity is something that they prefer and they're looking for. You know, when we talk about creativity, there's normally a pushback for towards too much creativity in the workspace. They think that, you know, it might go off focus, things may go off focus. Have you ever faced that? Have you ever seen that happen? That too much creativity isn't encouraged. Creativity in measured doses is acceptable. To me, Kiran, it depends on how do how does one define creativity and in what context, right? Um, for it to be too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would rather say, like I said in the beginning, for me, creativity is all about how can you simplify a problem mm -hmm. and I... Like personally, in my work or, you know, with my team, 
I do not look as much for as creativity in a way of just coming up with new innovative ideas all the time but I would rather look at also creativity in a way of better execution okay I'll share an example a few years ago two of my colleagues in in uh, Australia Singapore came up with a great project on measuring operational excellence for uh, sales reps so typically you know the numbers in terms of how many meetings uh, how many customers are people meeting all those things like the metrics that you look at now uh, but the creative idea there was that how do you make it very clear for for the sales teams of what great looks like so they created a scorecard mm-hmm. you know so that people understand that what's expected of them when they say that you know we wanted to get do better and also there was almost like a numbering to each very simp- very nicely explained and that was i i felt that it was a great great uh, idea great scorecard that they had come up with uh, but a few years down the line not not much of it was being used but what i found when like again talking about creativity i think some of my team members took this on them to kind of pick that idea and then use it for india in a way where gamifying it as well as executing it very well so uh, using that scorecard in a way where we did we did we gamified it we we created a game called lord of lords of linkedin like lord of the rings <laughs> we created teams and and all of that and what would have otherwise been a very boring oh just a it's a leaderboard became a much more like the way it was executed also so first it was a creative project but it was creatively executed um so to me is it's it's about it's never too much of something it's about is that creativity what is it solving for if it is going to derail what you are doing hmm. then maybe yes you need to kind of relook at you know what are we solving for i think the one common question that comes up is what are we solving for and why are we doing what we are doing so uh, i think that would probably to me answer that is creativity way too much or is it just measured um yeah that's what i feel and very often you feel that you know innovative thinking in the workplace sometimes it comes with a fear of change yes have you ever experienced this have you seen when you're trying to bring in something innovative there's always a pushback that uh, maybe this is not what is right for the company and how do you then drive it further no for sure so uh, change management by itself is you know is always so much talked about and but in my experience what's always worked is if the why is very clear and you've invested time in explaining the why and also giving people space to voice out their concerns or where are they on that change continuum are they you know passively saying no or they're aggressively saying no we would want them to kind of come up and say that what what's the fear of change there and also being able to kind of show them ways in which uh, you know what's what what outcomes going to change Mm-hmm. right uh, because of this and and again that's why um, innovation and creativity helps right when you're trying to bring about a change uh, it's it's important to really know go back to the why mm-hmm. so um, yeah i think that's that's where i see that um, you know change management is always something that is uh, that is feared but but if done well uh, can bring in great outcomes always fear but can bring in great outcomes coming to you ruchi I know that you are an avid theater buff not in terms of watching a play or a performance but in terms of performing yourself could you tell us a bit about your own experiences with theater and creativity so to speak <laughs> well that's a uh, long long ago um, but yes i i would admit that i've always wanted to get into national school of drama 
you know i've always had that i should have done i like that's one thing when i look back uh i should have you know gone into theater um, that ship hasn't that sailed that, yet yeah, it hasn't yes i agree <laughs> so after my first job um i took a little break and i ended up joining a theater english theater group in pune um and we did a few um different adaptations of pg woodhouse roald dahl um and and yeah and we performed at various Uh, venues within in and around pune that was i would say yes um, a great way to learn so much more even about like i would say about myself uh, in that journey how do you take that pressure but how do you also draw from other you know the the energy from the audience yeah and just kind of work in a team uh, i think it was it's, it's it's like it's something that i really cherish and look back at i'm very curious why pg woodhouse and roald dahl PG Woodhouse is like a world that is so far removed from what we are in currently. Of course, we ha- he has his fans. We love him, but uh, any specific reason for those two authors? No, I think it was more about they were um, because they were fun uh-huh. as well as they had some story and uh, some message to it. And when we said adaptations, we created though the plays would be in English, but we created all Indian characters. To okay, it. okay. Um, Indian names, Indian characters, Indian settings. Okay. Um, and and then kind of did that. So like for example, for Roald Dahl, we did like a series um called Nemesis. I played Nemesis in that, and we had short stories of Roald Dahl, which we we kind of used to again. Again, bring out like I think the best of both, which was good characters as well as good messages, and it's also relatable as well. Absolutely, and it's very interesting because you know P. G. Woodhouse is this world of sunshine and glory, and nothing yes. really goes wrong with it. Yes, and in Roald Dahl, you can have that eyeball in a glass, absolutely cage, sitting and looking at you. You know, it's the macabre and the humorous. So they do absolutely. Ex- from there, what lessons do you bring into the corporate world from your? time as a performer as somebody who's worked on stage and theater so like i said one one of the things is um, really around being able to work in a team in high pressure situations like i would really say it was about uh, deadlines delivering um, and you can't go wrong or even if you do go wrong again that space that even if you make that mistake how do you course correct how do you course correct how do you um, work with one another to also cover up for each other in some sense right huh. uh, giving each other's uh, cues or or also kind of just thinking on your feet uh, at that point of time but overall yes i think uh, collaboration if i know now put it in 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 that way um working under like a pressure situation um yes handling that uh, i draw from those experiences as far as public speaking is concerned right today when i when i think back lovely within organizations individual creativity often gets uh, submerged to the collective creativity would you agree and uh, if so how does one in- encourage or have individuals express themselves creatively i would say yes and no why would i say yes and no is individuals if they need to of course if it's about you know what impact that they are driving they need to get that due credit but at the same time and it's a it's all about a team effort and it's all about mm-hmm. uh, as an organization you're trying to solve for a collective goal then it's it's all about the team as a unit mm-hmm. and the impact and that the role that each person plays as far as creativity is concerned it's not just about who has that best idea but is about in that team is that space being created for everyone to feed on each other's ideas and build on it to make it even um 
you know generating more and more ideas to come up with go beyond the obvious so that's where to me it is more about like uh, an individual uh, on one hand but you know it's it's actually a collective impact and effort very often brainstorming creative exploration these are the most commonly used or known ways to encourage creativity within an individual working in a workspace are there any others that you think are equally important that we really don't talk about too much or we don't really know so i would say like a lot of organizations obviously when when you talk about brainstorming they root in different ways with design thinking workshops mm-hmm. uh, and and all of that um it's also in another way is uh, giving people time and space to think and ideate by themselves and then come in together because an- another thing practice that we keep following for every meeting is we make sure that there is a pre-read sent well in advance of course it helps in saving time in the meeting and not just presenting but the idea is to bring in different questions into that meeting right so um you are you're not just brainstorming for more ideas but what you're also doing is you're coming up with different questions i think um, coming up with the what else question or why not question uh, peeling the layers is very very important so um, that that's why i feel that it can be done even if it's not a specific brainstorming session but it can be done it can be encouraged in every other meeting that you do so if you kind of create that space give them time give people time to think prepare and and come like i find the outcome of those meetings is is much much better lovely Finally, Ruchi, what does Ruchi do to encourage her own creativity? <laughs> well, I love listening to music. Uh, I feel, um, and the other thing that have I have been really doing um, is listening to a lot of LinkedIn learning courses. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I yes, we, I do drink my own champagne. But <laughs> no, the reason I say that is uh, what I've realized is listening to podcasts, listening to um, you know different uh, courses. even if you you're going in and learning things which you probably you must have heard earlier but bringing learning from someone who has a different perspective fresh perspective always to me always i found that it gives me more ideas or sparks different thoughts uh, you know different that oh i could also do this in a different way right so to me that has been like um, and especially i to me during covid was the time when i think i i really started using that pattern lot lot more so i either while cooking or while doing something else or just going for a walk or or working out i make sure i'm listening to either some podcasts or some courses or if nothing then old bollywood music lovely lovely thank you so much for this ruchi it was wonderful chatting with you likewise kiran thank you so much uh, really enjoy your company always And with that it is a wrap on this episode of Chasing Creativity. This is Kiran Mandral signing out for the week. We were chatting with Ruchi Anand. Do follow us on Binchpot, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio content and see you next week. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Chasing Creativity. I wanted to say thank you to Amazon Music once again for partnering with me on this episode of this podcast.